Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Deborah for Copy Love, Love is Here Ministry. And this is the introduction to the webcams, to all the videos, and I wanted to introduce you to me before you got started. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what the webcam series are going to be about. I wanted to let you know that the first series uh, is going to be a rediscovery series. And as we travel through and we learn and grow, there'll be more and more series of rediscovery. I want to let you know that I'm in a pattern. I have been highly trained and educated, and I am coming to you as a partner and ally of the most highest and mightiest general there ever is. Agape love. I like to use the analogy that in World War II, in order to set millions and millions and millions of people free, an entire continent, nations, and resources, and the next generations and the next generations, it took allies and partners from many, many nations, highly trained in many different areas, all coming together. For one purpose, to set people free. Free people cannot stand the thought of other human humans and humanity being in bondage and slavery and can't get free. So I serve under a general, Agape Love, Love is Here. Agape Love is the most powerful general there ever is. It will take you beyond all borders through every nation. It doesn't need any papers. It travels in a world that most people don't understand nor see. I am sort of a resistance fighter, an underground fighter, but I'm also out in the open, a teacher. And these videos on webcam are going to be teaching lessons. There'll be many different series that will come along to help you. And I hope that you enjoy them and that you get to know me and you get to know yourself and you get to know others. So enjoy the webcam videos. Some of them have different lengths, but the main goal of each one is to bring hope and encouragement to you, the person that you have not yet met, the person that has been hidden from most of yourself, but not from others, and to help you discover that there is more to you than you know. And because I am a trained fighter, and I work very closely with Agape Love, we're going to be doing some, setting some things free. If you've ever watched any of the World War II stories, and how... Europe was invaded. Some of the countries invited the people in. Some people welcomed. Other people did not have a choice. And yet they all ended up in the same place, bondage, to something that was more powerful, more vicious, and tormenting, and vexing. So here we are. Since humanity began, we have had problems in our hearts, in our minds, feelings, and our emotions. And boy, we have tried to figure it out. 
And there's a good article, uh, a video that you can watch called Equal Partners. Because a lot of us don't understand what is going on with us. Why do all the problems that we all want to solve and live in peace and harmony and have a wonderful life, why can we not solve them? There are so many smart and intelligent people all over the world in every nation going to school, learning, trying everything they know how to help humanity. Their hearts are so wonderful that they love and they don't like to see anybody hurting and vexed and tormented. And they're trying with every ounce of knowledge they have to figure it out. And there's resistance fighters such as me that we know you have to have something stronger than what we know. Throughout history, most of humanity believed in a connection to a higher power. And that higher power was a loving higher power. And it wanted to help us. And it wanted to touch us and caress us and be a part of our lives. Well, somehow, things got messed up. And we no longer really invite a higher power into our lives to help us. And we have turned mainly to other ways, which is working some. We are getting some results. But this enemy that's unseen, that continues through thousands and thousands of generations, doesn't seem to end. The war is never solved. There's little breaks every now and then, but it goes on. Everybody's asking the question, how do I stop it? How do we end this unseen war that attacks us, that attacks our children and our loved ones? How can we find peace? How can we get along with each other? And yet there's no answers. Humanity seems to be trapped in bondage and slavery to unseen enemies that it cannot see or hear, doesn't believe in. So it has no answers. And we all put along trying to figure it out. We're trying so hard. Every nation is trying. Every educated person, every mama, every father, everybody. We even got dogs and animals trying to help us and love us and support us. All of our spiritual leaders are trying to help us. We're all trying to be free, and we're trying to get somewhere, but we don't know where, and we don't know how to get there. So I'm here through these videos to help you. I am a special person. As I said, I'm a resistance fighter. I go undercover. I travel in that unseen world, unseen realm. I also travel in the natural realm. And I live in a home. And I do a lot of other things. But I am a soldier in a war as an ally, desiring that many others come along with a God to help set people free in every nation from an unseen invader that has set up, entrenched itself, embedded, entombed itself in our lives, whether it's in our spirit, our soul, or our physical body. And it rules us and reigns us and torments us into deep slavery and bondage. And we don't know how to get free. So hopefully 
these webcams will begin to give you hope that there is freedom and to rediscover ways that have been long forgotten so that we can come together as allies and partners in a world war that crosses every nation, every boundary, and we can defeat this enemy that has tormented humanity since its beginning. And we will learn how to fight back, how to resist. We'll know it when it shows up, and we know what its goals are. So enjoy all the webcams. I hope to get better at this. This is kind of new to me. I'll still keep making the videos, and if you want to email me or contact me, you are welcome to. My email address is Pastor Deborah, D-E-B-O-R-A-H, at agapeloveishere.org. You may link to me on LinkedIn at Pastor Deborah. Love is here. There are some videos on there. Also, you may, I'm on Twitter under Pastor Deborah. Love is here. I also have a YouTube channel called Hidden Kingdoms. There's a lot of videos there. I'm all also on four different podcast platforms. I think it's iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Intune. So if you have an Alexa or something, you can ask for Pastor Deborah. There are some uh, audios you can listen to. And also, I have the website www.agapeloveishere.org I'm already currently in partnership with people in Nepal and Kenya, Philippines, and here in America. And if you wish to call me on the phone, text me. Now, I do not have a smartphone, so I'm not up there yet. Uh, at 1-850-501-5040. That is Central Time in the United States of America, Pensacola, Florida, which happens to be about three hours east of New Orleans. Beautiful beaches, kind of hot right now. But been here a long time, and I am learning how to do this webcam stuff. So hopefully I'll get better, and I will be able to teach better for you. So enjoy each video, and please feel free to email me with questions. I'll get back to you. We got a war to win and people to set free. You are invited to become an ally, a highly trained soldier, and a partner with the mightiest general there ever is, Agape Love, and help set people free. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah. Hello, Pastor Deborah here, and it's so glad that you're watching this again. And I wanted to tell you I have enjoyed having you come and sit before me and to listen and to learn. Today, I am going to take us back into time. We're going to become time travelers. Don't even need a time machine, but we're going to travel. We're going back. Back, back, back. Before we start, though, I want you to look what I'm wearing. I have a crown on. Because the name of this video is the first king and his kingdom. 
and his crown. So let's get ready to take a trip back into time. All of us have heard and seen the historical evidence of ancient civilizations throughout the world. We've seen the drawings, the hieroglyphics, the pyramids. And we always are asking, what in the world were they thinking? What did their symbols mean? What were they like? Well, we're going past them, back, back into some hidden, hidden areas. How many of you know that every civilization, every culture has a story about a flood? Oh yeah, everybody's got a story about the flood. We hear many different tales about it, but we're going past that. We're going back before the flood. We're going back thousands and thousands of years before the flood. We're going back maybe right after the dinosaurs. But we're going back. Because a lot of times to find out how we go forward, we first have to go back. We have to have understanding and knowledge of where we were, how we traveled, how we got to where we are today. So, let's go back. Let's take a trip backwards. Through time. Through the ages. Now, we're back before the flood. Most of us don't know what the world was like. We don't know what the people were like. But there seemed to be people, animals, because somebody wrote about a flood. And it's all over the world. Every culture has it. And if you go into the geological, scientific area, even the lands and the sediment tell us about a great flood. We're going back. Somehow, this species that we seem to be, called a human, a humus, a something of dirt, and something of called man doesn't mean gender, doesn't mean sex, it means a species. And somehow we have learned to call ourselves a human, humanity. And what that means is we're not quite sure. The word hue, H-U, means humus, means dirt, earth, of the planet. And man, if you look in the dictionaries, means something inside of the dirt. Now, Way, way back in the beginning, somehow we got here. Some people say we evolved out of the ocean. Uh, somehow all this DNA came together. That seems kind of weird, but okay. Other people say we evolved from other animals, other species. Could be. Others said there was a great designer and creator, and he created us. And... Uh, of course, a lot of people say, he didn't create us this way, did he? I mean, we're a mess. We got genetics all screwed up. Uh, we're tall, short. Uh, we got messes. <laughs> Our minds, we have hormone problems, genes problems. People are born with all kinds of disabilities. Surely, if a great designer created a human, a species, he wouldn't be very kind if he created them to have disabilities. So, whatever you believe, how we got here, 
It's all important because at least you're thinking about it. A lot of people don't even have a clue. They don't think about it. They don't want to know about it. They're just here. So we're back in time now. Somehow a human came to this planet. Now, if you read a lot of different faith books and a lot of books by other people that are very spiritual, they will tell you that some great designer, creator, created a human. And there's records and there's books about how and when a human came to this planet. And some people have studied that and they go, why would they want to put a human on this planet? What was this planet? So a lot of us don't even have a clue of what we're doing here. And most of us aren't very happy being here. And then some of us are trying to get off the planet and go to other planets. So most of the time we don't even think about it. We just put along our life and try to do something. But in this series, we need to go back. If there was a creator, great designer, what was his purpose for creating a human? What was this human to be like? Could he help us? Or could this designer give us any kind of clues of something? So if you read many different books, there's many different schools of thoughts, philosophies, concepts about this. And there's fights and arguments and there's uh, legal suits and there's lawsuits and science versus uh, religion or spirituality. Oh, this stuff's gone on for so long. And some of it has to do with money and it has to do with a belief system. And how are you going to train children? But Pastor Deborah has done a lot of thinking, a lot of praying, a lot of studying. And she's read a lot of the Hebrew Bible. And of course the Hebrew Bible, a lot of people say it came out of ancient Egypt, which she studies. But ancient Egypt came out of, out of other ancient civilizations. So we all go back. And we just keep going back and we learn and we read about different civilizations. This is what Pastor Deborah has come to believe after many, many years that there was a great creator and he created everything. If you get on the website www.gopilove.loveishere.org and you go to the video section called Storytime in the Garden I am telling stories about this creator and how he was a very lonely guy. And he had all this knowledge and wisdom, was full and pregnant, just life itself. And one day he decided, I'm awful lonely in here. Got all this wonderful stuff, but nobody to share it with. I am love, but I got nobody to love. I want people to know about me, but there aren't any people. So in the story time in the garden, uh, you're actually in the spiritual garden of Eden with Pastor Deborah. All the living creatures, you'll meet Wilbur and the bluebirds and the great lions and the chickens and the turkeys. 
and the singing flowers. They too have to learn about this creator. So we're back now and we are back with this creator. And before he came out of his closet and from being a lonely, lonely being or something, he had to think a lot. Oh, his words were powerful, his, his imaginations were so creative. But he had to be very methodical. As any architect or designer, you don't just step out willy-nilly and start building. You sit and plan, you see the picture, you have a vision of what you want. You kind of know what it want, you want it to look like before you get going. And so before he stepped out of his closet of just being one, he sat down with himself and he said, Okay, what do I want to do? How do I want to proceed? What steps do I need to take? I'm going to step out, I'm going to speak out, and I'm going to go out of myself, send light in my words, into the vastness of nothingness. Well, what's out there? Nothing. Nothing. And when I bring forth things from myself, it may not have known who I was. This creator was like a baby, like a, a mother with a baby in the womb. The baby was growing and developing. It knew nothing outside the womb. And when it came out, it had to learn. So this creator decided he was going to be what he was, a creator. And if you are a creator, a visionary, you have to create. Well, he'd been doing that since he was whenever. And he was full. He was pregnant. He was overflowing with ideas and concepts and creatures and pictures and sounds and songs. But one, he had nobody to share them with. And one day he decided it's time to give birth. And it's time that the things I give birth to, I've already created. And they will come to know me. And they will come to learn about me. And I'll watch them and help them and grow them up. I'll be their source. And I'll eventually no longer be just one. I'll have friends and family. I'll have a land and kingdom. Oh, I can't have a kingdom unless I'm a king. So I got to get a crown. And I have to be a king. Well, what's a king? A king is somebody that when he speaks, his word is law. It governs everything, sets the standards. Well, what's a kingdom? It's a territory that the word, the king, rules over. He owns it by right of creation. And what do all the things that are created in his land do? They love him. They serve him. They're grateful that they were created. They grow and develop. They learn. And what he does that most kings do not do, he's a singing man. He sings. He's music. And when he sings out of his spirit and his heart, it's like light going out into 
the vastness. And the flowers start singing his song. Colors of the rainbow appear sparkling, glistening. But he wasn't there yet. He was still in his closet thinking, counting the costs that he was going to have to pay. Because there were going to be many to pay. Even though he was a loving creator. And he was going to create all life. And he was going to give of himself. Nurture it, love it, and care for it. Watch it develop. He knew that somewhere along the line, some point, some of his creatures, his creations, were not going to be happy being what they were. And they were going to rebel against him. And he was going to have to kick them out. And they would cause great havoc and hurt to his heart. And he was going to have to deal with that. Then he knew that he wanted to be a father and a mother because he was both. And he knew he wanted to have children. And then he wanted to be a grandpa. He wanted to have a family. He wanted to watch them grow and then he wanted to give them an inheritance where they would be kings. So he had all these ideas. They were always inside of him. But he had to sit down with himself and he had to plan everything out. He had to count the costs. They were going to be heavy. Because his foreknowledge, he could see he was outside of time. In fact, he created time. He could see the end even from the beginning. And he knew that at some point his children, they were going to run away from home. They were going to follow another person. And he would have to spend many, many, many thousands and millions of years without really talking to them, without them at home, without them knowing who he was, loving him. And he didn't know if his heart was strong enough, if his love was powerful enough to make it through, to the end, to hang on. Could he handle their ignorance, their laughing at him and mocking him, forgetting him? Could he turn away his anger and his hurt at that and still love them? Could he keep working to get to the finish line? Throughout long, long years of darkness, hurt and pain, did he have it in him to do it? So he sat down and he figured out and he thought, can you pay the price? Family was going to cost him. Being a mother and a father to creation was going to cost him. Did he have it? Could he do it? Did he have enough love to take the hits, suffer the long, long loneliness of wanting children and family and not having them and watching them be hurt and destroyed? But he said, in the end, it would be worth it. Then he thought about, okay, what am I going to be? Who will they look to me as? Who will they know me as? Mother, father, God, spiritual being? So he had to sit down and think of all his different names, all his different characters and identities. See, he was one, but he was many. And he had a lot of different personalities, but he was one. He was whatever we would need him to be 
where creation would need him to be at the time we needed him. Don't ask me how, but that's him. And he had to have clothes to wear. You can't come out of your closet but naked. That would not be good. You would not want to see your your creatures that you created see you walking around without any clothes on. So what was he going to wear? This was going to be a big day. He's going to put on his best top hat and his tails. He's going to be dressed to the teeth. He's going to put on his robe of righteousness, wear a crown. Because once soon as something pops out, the first image that there will be imprinted in their mind, in their eyes, is him. And he was going to put his image, his stamp, on them. And this creation, called a human, was going to be made exactly just like him. In his image, in his likeness, and he was going to give this creature all authority, all dominion, all rulership, put a crown on his head. He wanted children, and they were going to be just like him. Well, you can't be a king in another king's territory. If you're a child, you're the prince. You're sort of in training, learning. So, this one God, this higher power, this creator, had to create something besides the world that he was living in. So, he had an idea. I will make the spirit part of me. That is the one I will give my image to, my likeness. I will put the crown on the spirit man's head. Then I will make him a body of dirt out of this planet. I will put him in another territory, another land, and he will rule there as a king, just like I rule up here. And I'll be so proud of him. He'll be my kids, and they'll have their own land. Not only the land inside of them, their spirit. And then eventually when a helpmate comes along, and then their dirt body. And they would first start ruling there, that kingdom. Then they would learn and grow. And they'd discover the animals and the creatures and the planet, just like little babies in the earth do. They have great potential when they're born. Well, want them to grow and develop and drive cars and grow up and go to work and have children. And we're all helping them as best we can with what we got. And the little child is growing. And one day, we all hope, he's no longer a child. He's legal over 18. And now, all our work as a parent is done. And we sit back and we just glory. And what all our training and nurturing and mothering and fathering in school has done. And the product, a great creation comes forth. An adult that can manage the world, businesses, have its own family. And the parents are so happy. So that's sort of the basic beginning. The crown that I'm wearing just represents that it sits on spirit, that part of you that's not of this earth. That part was created 
to be the exact image, likeness of its father and mother. The father part of the creator was all authority and power. He was king. He had rulership. He was full of majesty and glory. And his mother was the agape love of God and the wisdom of a mother and the nurturing part and the comforting part of a mother. And it was this mother, the agape love, that was the bond of the family, the bond that would hold everybody together under the banner of agape love. And sometimes love is more powerful than authority. You can have all authority and dominion, but if you have no love, no agape love, then you cannot rule the way you were intended. And you become corrupted. And as we know, we got a lot of them out there. So the crown went on the spirit. But he was born, however he came out. And dirt was made to cover him up, so our clothes. But he didn't have a clue. It's like baby doesn't know he got a belly button, what's legs, doesn't know anything. This little guy, his name happened to be Adam, which means dark earth. He just sort of comes out. And he's covered in this light because he has this connection to his father through the spirit of life. And he's like a hundred, five hundred watt light bulb. He's glistening. He's just white. He can't even see his dark because it's covered with so much power and light. But he's very ignorant. Just a baby like we see in the natural. And the reason is, God had already had a problem when he created creatures. There was one guy and some of the angels, they all popped out in creation with full knowledge and wisdom of everything. And one guy was named Lucifer. And he was one of the high archangels. And when he was created, he had full knowledge and wisdom of God. He knew the rules. He was a grown adult. And there was no excuse. And, and his role was God would speak through him, sing through him, speak his light through him, and brilliant light would come out. And this creature started looking at his light and looking at himself and thinking of himself. It was his light because the guy that was doing it wasn't anywhere around. And so his heart started getting lifted up in pride. And he decided, well, if I'm going to be this bright and this have all this authority over one-third of all of these creations, I don't need to be down here. I want to be on the throne and ruling. Because he looked at his own beauty and thought he had something, but all his beauty belonged to somebody else. So when the Creator heard that, he kind of flipped him on out down to lovely earth. And we got to deal with him. And I do believe that when the extinction of the dinosaurs came, they talked about some great catastrophe happened, wiped them out real quick. I think that's kind of when this guy, Lucifer, got kicked down. Because God was going to have to make a way. He provided resources. Because most of our scientists say at that time, the human species was not cohabitating with the dinosaurs. They were kind of big. We were we were more mammal oriented. They were more reptilian. The Earth was not prepared for us yet. And um, 
So from that place, Lucifer down here, but he got his name changed. And that's another teaching about names. His name became Satan, which actually means adversary of God, the Creator. Because he was mad. Now, he can't hurt God, the Creator, but he can hurt the earth that he created. He can mess with and torment and vex God's beautiful children. So he went about when he saw this Adam get created, and he heard God speak to him, even from heaven, about he would be blessed, and he would have all authority and dominion, and he was to be a king down here and run the earth as a manager and as a king for heaven. Well, Satan says, uh-uh, that's my job. I'm going to get it. And I have to. so we went about and plotted a plan to take over. And that's another day. But our beginnings as a human are way back there. We sort of got created like a little baby earth, little baby in the earth world, full of potential, made in DNA images of our parents. Uh, brain has to grow, has to be nurtured, has to go to work, has to think, we have to eat. And eventually we would get there because if he, if we had full knowledge of all of the stuff as Lucifer did, there was no forgiveness. There would be no, uh, sorry, didn't know what was going on because that wouldn't be true. So God, when he created this human, he didn't create him like all the other creatures. So the one had to have a plan. And this video is just to talk about getting things ready to step out to the vastness of nothingness and create. So this guy decided going to be a king. He put on his king's crown, picked up his scepter, put on his robe. He knew that when he spoke, his words would bring life and death, and they were the law. And he counted his cost. Could his heart handle the pain, the agony, knowing that one day he was going to have to pay the price for his children? Did he have enough? Could his love go that far? His patience, his suffering, his loving kindness, could he go the distance to get what he wanted? Those are questions only he could answer within himself. But that's sort of the basic beginning. I wanted you to have that so you could start thinking a little bit more about that a human is a three-part being. He has a spirit that wears a crown. But if it, we lost it, uh, Satan got it. And we ended up becoming slaves and in bondage. One of the great movies to see that is Charlton Heston with the Ten Commandments. Our little spirit became enslaved to other stronger powers. And then we sunk down into the soul, which was the helpmate. And it got dark, and the spirit and the soul became married, intimate, one with each other. But the soul was the king now, the ruler. Wherever it went, the spirit just had to follow. Because not only did the spirit lose its crown, but it lost its light, 
lost that spirit of light. The clothes went and got butt naked, so to speak. He had no light. Just a sad, sad spirit. And he sunk down into the deep flesh. And the flesh was connected to the earthly body. And the spirit was a mess. And there was no light coming in, no knowledge, no growth. And what happened was Satan took this creation, shaped it, formed it. He got his family, made in his image, an adversary of God. And his likeness, filled with hate and rebellion, didn't like truth and light, angry and jealous of stuff, wants revenge, wants to kill people. Can't kill a spirit, though. And so mankind became Satan, children, with his nature. Of course, we didn't know that. We were ignorant. Like a little baby, he doesn't know what he is, doesn't know what he's doing, just lives in a family, and he, at the end, of when it comes to adult, he's got what he's got. And most of us lived in toxic families, and they shaped us and formed us. We developed ideas and concepts and principles, and we got hurt and wounded, and we got abused in every kind of way. And it wasn't nice. So we can learn a lot about our spirit by looking in the natural. And this tape, this video cam, is to just help you go back, get some basic foundation and understanding, so that you can begin to see. It's hard to start in the middle or the end. It's better to go back to the beginning. So we become archaeologists, scientists, we're digging and looking, we're analyzing, we're searching out knowledge, we're seeking treasures. Now I've done this for years, so I still do it, because I always want to know what in the world is going on. What's up? Is there something spiritually going up? Is Satan behind this? Is God behind it? What's happening? What's really going on? Because most time I don't know. So I have to rely on the Creator to tell me. So this videotape is to tell you that originally the humus, the Adam, the whole humanity race wore a crown. And the spirit was the king. And the first kingdom was his own body, his own spirit, his own soul, and his physical body. That was the first kingdom. But this king was to dominate and rule with the authority from his father. And he was to get everything under subjection to the father's rule. And then from there he started stepping out, naming the animals, and giving them their purpose and their uh, nature and their essence. We all got to work. So before you can really develop, you have to work. You have to study. So he was in the garden, and when things went bad, they got kicked out. But Deborah passed, I was able to find the entrance through many years of looking. It's still here on planet Earth. In fact, when you watch this, we're probably sitting in the garden right now, and Wilbur and all the animals are probably with us, because they love to hear these stories that I tell. So if you go to the website, www.godbelovedishere.org, go to Storytime in the Garden. There's several videos. Listen to them. 
watch all the other videos because it's a lot about teaching, about coming out, being a leader, discovering yourself. But one is a really interesting uh, creator and all the different things he goes through before he even stepped out and created. So I hope you enjoy this. Please email me any questions you'd like to have or text me. I hope to get more of these up. Uh, I'm sort of overflowing with this stuff. I'm not real good at all the lighting and the sound yet. And I'm going to try to get this all up on, as a podcast. I haven't figured that one out either. But welcome. It's so wonderful to have you. May you come back again. I Hopefully in a few days I'll have another one up. And you can enjoy and learn. This is Pastor Deborah, a spiritual teacher in the Garden of Eden and a spiritual shepherd and mother. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah.